Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, this is getting into like a real like Gundam Wing podcast, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it either. So to change the subject is... Uh... A little too much laughing, Mueller. Fools! Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Alex Mueller's Fundum Wingcast. Um, my name is Brendan, and I'm here with my co-host, Warren. Hey, Warren, what's up? Hey, everybody, how's it going? So, um, first of all, I know we, I just want to start the episode out with some more shout-outs to our loyal fans. It seems like we've gone even more international lately. Again, unless people are just, you know, routing their VPN through some other random countries to avoid detection by various government agencies. <laughs> um, we may also have a, a listener or listeners in Panama. Okay. As well as Canada and, I mean, technically United States, but, you know, outside the contiguous USA and Alaska as well. Well, I can't imagine why they would want to uh, reroute their... Uh mask their identity except the fact that we keep calling them out like immediately in the episodes <laughs> like honestly if that was me i'd be kind of freaked out like i'll check out this podcast and so i was like hey i see you listening to me from this location i know you're there <laughs> well if you want us to stop calling you out you know you can always email us at fundamentwincast at gmail.com it's a trap. So, there you go. <laughs> and then we'll know your email address at that point. Yeah. So we'll have even more personal information. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the episode we just watched was episode six, Party Night. And let me just start out by saying that I don't know if it was just, like, the mood I was in or, um, I don't know, maybe I was like more relaxed or, or something while watching the episode, but I want to say this might be my favorite episode so far. Okay. Like, I didn't have a lot of critical notes about it. I, I just, I was just able to, I, I pretty much just like was able to enjoy, enjoy watching it more than some of the previous episodes. Hmm. And that. That's an interesting observation. <laughs> Do you have some differing opinions on that? No, no, I, no, I don't. Not necessarily. That's an interesting opinion. Um, more enjoyable in like what way? Like, give me more specific. Like less, yeah, jarring yeah, it, it transitions, not, not... awkward plot, awkward quotes. Just like a little smoother. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, th I think a lot of it does come from just being a little smoother and not as not as much awkward dialogue. Um, I thought there were some pretty good um, action set pieces, mm. um, some pretty good animation, yes. and some yes. good Gundam mech action going on. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was because of a lack of like new characters being introduced, and um, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't too much filler, it seemed. Um, right. It, it was more of a straightforward uh, plot line. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed my time quite a bit. Um, so hopefully that doesn't mean I won't have 
much to comment on <laughs> because of that. But no, I can I can actually see. I can see that because um, it did feel like there were the obligatory scenes of checking in with the other pilots, of which you know one of them was a little bit longer sequence, uh, but it felt like the other ones were kept pretty brief, and they did. The, the plot, you're right, it did feel a little less, you know, kind of disjointed and jumping around to multiple threads than some of the other episodes. Yeah, the characters are established. It's it's not, you're right. No, I am i don't have any, you know, fully formed <laughs> deep opinions about it, but you're right. It was kind of, I guess, just from the, from the uh, uh, list of notes I have, being a little less and definitely a little less paused and rewind, you know, rewound replayed moments that probably says something right there <laughs> all right so to uh on a lighter note um uh i've got a little special treat for you this might involve although oh, the downside of the treat is having to listen to it <laughs> and possibly having to edit it and by that i mean edit it out but uh i have this little <laughs> this little little ditty for you i'd ask you not to interrupt <clears throat> until i indicate that i'm finished <clears throat> Self-destruct, activated, three, two, one, out of time. Do, 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 do. So tonight we're gonna party like it's after colony one nine five. And I'm done. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting all oh, many uh, days to stay. Say that. I thought of that even before I saw the episode, just when I saw the title. <laughs> oh, that speechless. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I applaud you, and I will see what I can do in post. But <laughs> not that it needs anything. That that acapella, yeah, acapella. was that's true. I mean, stands on its own. I'd say maybe just a little, maybe just a little echo, <laughs> mm. a little reverb, a little uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I can do. <laughs> All right, so you ready for this party night, boy? I'm ready for party night. Uh, take us away, Brennan. So, as most parties do, starts with a very joyous celebratory scene of Relina in that pink limo um, being <laughs> swarmed by reporters after her father just got assassinated. So, woo! Yeah. Um, Welcome back to Earth. <laughs> I found it kind of interesting that she knocked on the door for her home, but maybe that's just me. Um, she had knocked in before she came in and had that conversation with her mom. Well, I think that it's some, uh, there. there's some deeper symbolism or meaning that's going on here that now that she's learned that she truly is an outsider... She's not a Dorlin. Mm. She's a Peacecraft. So she's knocking on the door of her own house. I, that imagery wasn't lost on me. Mm. I don't know about you, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I stand corrected and I take back my snark. <laughs> you should. Snark retracted. Snark retracted. Um. <laughs> I'd like to that, know that is oh. that is a good point because it does get into that. Um, yeah, I, pretty blatantly. <laughs> I, yes, I'd like to know if you um, notice that. Um, well, while she's while her limo 
presumably driven by that eyebrow dude, um, mm-hmm. is surrounded by the gaggle of reporters that like that animation showing her from the inside. There's just like one reporter in particular with like his animation is repeating as he just like kind of kind of like gallops alongside the uh, window right next to Relina's face. <laughs> I was, it might be the same one. I'm getting like a visual of a dude in like a like a dark blue suit. Yeah, yeah. He, he, okay, th- is, is that the guy? It's just my, it's just like a good. Like, there's definitely one of those reporters that stands I, out. I feel like it's a it, yeah, mind. a good five seconds of him in particular, just like in this repeated, repetitive animation, like Bob, his face like <laughs> bobbling up and down outside the window, like <laughs> staring at Rolina. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, Raluna has a pretty, pretty touching conversation with her mom. It's, uh, and, it, and there you go, Raluna's mom, that character that I confessed a couple episodes ago that I had no memory <laughs> of her existence. Here she is, um, at least playing somewhat of a role in the series. I kind of do, I actually do feel a little bad now because it is kind of an upsetting, touching scene. And I at least hope she doesn't die, even if she no longer, like, is in the series yeah yeah i would say yeah yeah that, that would be kind of uh unfortunate if she died for you know I, I assume if she did die it would be for pretty much no legitimate reason other than you know moving for as some like weird plot device right so, yeah for, for the sake of the show i i hope uh hope everything turns out okay with does she have a first name? I don't know. Mrs. Dorlin, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mrs. Vice Fire Minister. <laughs> Ma Dorlin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we cut to some Trey's and Lady Un uh, conversations. Again, Trey's mm-hmm. is being the typical Trey's walking through like a garden or something playing with some birds while he's uh talking to un um you know kind of talking about that failed assassination attempt and un's plan to uh i I figure if it's un's plan or trey's plan but they're gonna take some some mobile suits five to be exact you know just in case yep uh to take care of uh relina well then again five might not be enough so yeah, so now it is time to party down and party hard with uh Yep. Relina's school, I guess, having a little little cotillion or something. Um Um I was pretty pretty excited to see her followers uh two episodes in a row. I don't know about Yeah, that. they're back, the friends, the fan club. Yeah. And <laughs> No longer lost and directionless without <laughs> without their fearless leader. Um, right. But for, before we before we get to them, we we do see Hero deleting his files um, on his computer. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Looks like he's he's you know, transferring <laughs> schools, um, <laughs> a school that again going back to the first episode, we're not really quite sure why he was there to begin with, <laughs> but he was right. and now he's not. And I found it kind of humorous that, like, his last statement is, 
you know, he's like, I'm not involved, you know, while he's just like deleting yeah. his, his uh, school records. He's like looking down. Yet he's down still at like the, dressed up. He's like looking like, down at the party. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like looking down at like, I think maybe Relina or just like the people hanging out, getting ready to dance and stuff. And he's like, stares at it for a second and pauses and he's like, I'm not involved. <laughs> But you know, deep down inside, he really he wants to get his dancing on. That's you know, oh, he, he just he's, he's just like face. He's you know just definitely fronting that you know he's yeah too cool for for dancing. But yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. So he's just hanging out in his bedroom, slapping some stuff in the suitcase, hacked his way into this school, and now he's hacking his way out. Uh, but. Uh, who should uh, who should pop in at this moment? Yep, none other than Relina, busting in in her regular school uniform, not her dress that was draped over the chair pre- previously and seemed like it was ready to be worn, but apparently wasn't ready for the party. <laughs> oh, was it really? I didn't I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh, on like on the in the room that her mom was. I mean, maybe it had to be tailored. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Relina busts in and confronts Hero. Um, right. Hero, of course, you know, pulls his gun out and points it at her face because why wouldn't he? That's what he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh... oh, sorry. And uh, yeah, she pretty much just kind of calls his bluff and you know reveals to him that. She's talked to to Doctor J and you know, knows a little bit more about his past. Yep. Yeah. So, and she even remarks that, like, oh, for once, I surprised you, hero. Um, so this is like kind of cool um, in a way because, uh, I mean, the Relina being obsessed with hero. I'm still not a huge fan. But, um, uh, she does, I mean, she does kind of like roll up in there with a certain confidence that's sort of, uh, you know, interesting. Yeah. If, um, I feel like the, the stages that it took her to get to this point might be a little questionable, but no, I'd agree that at least she's, and I'm thinking, I'm remembering the word I was trying to rem- remember last episode. Um, and it's yeah. uh, agency. I feel like she has a little bit more agency um, uh, okay. in this episode yeah. than she has in the past five. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. That's that's correct. I mean, yeah. E- yeah. Even though still kind of a maybe not the most healthy relationship. Uh, yeah. But. Well, no, no, yeah, but I mean, yeah, just for it's, it's never going to be too healthy, but <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, seeing her with agency, which is a good word, not just like this is a she's at a better point. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty messed up. It's, it's her father's dead. It's like she is probably who knows, like mourning potentially, even like careless of with her own life slash reckless about it. Um, but, uh, I guess, um, it does seem, even though she's still kind of like clearly like playing around with her life or taking this risk, 
it certainly seems a little better than her just standing on a cliff a couple episodes back <laughs> and seeing like, come kill me. <laughs> She's like, at least taking matters into her own hands a little more. No, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, right. Yeah. So we get a, uh, so we get a, a, a quick uh, transition here to uh, catching up with the other pilots. Who is it? And we get a boom. Uh, what just exploded? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a theory. My, my so my theory is, I feel like Wu Fei's like Gundam is probably the most versatile out of all of them. At least, at least in the first incarnation mm. of it, it's you know it has a flamethrower, has an extending arm, he has a beam uh, spear. It seems like it's kind of reinforced in this episode with this scene of his Gundam and some pretty cool action. I feel like it's been pretty prominent in some previous like montages of of just you know bases getting blown up and you know him attacking you know different uh him attacking different bases or uh getting to skirmishes and i was thinking about it and i don't know i wonder if it's kind of just like a crutch and because the Wu Fei character is kind of like directionless at this point i'm i mean he had like the you know weird misogynistic um uh episode you know previously but right. other than that he doesn't have any other relations mm-hmm. um he doesn't really have much of a character at this point so i feel like they just kind of throw him into some right. neat looking action scenes right he hasn't met any of the other pilots he hasn't interacted with anyone besides just being a complete ass to uh Noin. and that was like yeah i mean his only like significant airtime devoted to him was that horribleness yeah so, so i wonder if they just try to like you know we don't know what to do with him at this point so let's just have him in some <laughs> random scenes of yes the gundams are still attacking bases at this point in this next scene um i'm hoping we transition to a uh to to circus time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, you were as amused by the uh, the excited voices of the crowd, the audience, as I was. Give me one second, because I absolutely was. Uh, where's my? <laughs> All right, one sec. <laughs> I love that quote. Look at that fucking knife, Warren. <laughs> Look at that knife. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just love that guy. <laughs> it's like so happy to be at that circus right now. And <laughs> it's like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Look at that knife. It's like really into it. <laughs> that guy's just so <laughs> genuinely enthusiastic. It's like, it's like, and I, you know, because <laughs> he, he definitely wonder what he definitely goes on past that initial exclamation with some other comments I couldn't quite make out, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's still jabbering on. Yes, he does. <laughs> I just put that in that first one. <laughs> like, is 
you know, it's like you're talking to friends just to himself. It's just so good. It's like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Look at that knife. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh yeah, that was that was some of the best background <laughs> character vocals, I think. I mean yeah, that that definitely rivals the doctors. Um, in the when heroes breaking or duos breaking hero out of the hospital, there's some good doctor sounds, right. but I think this definitely wins so far. Uh, yeah, when those voices first started up, I was expecting to hear just like the incoherent mumbling of like the crowd, <laughs> like "Oh, here we go again." But then when I heard that specific voice shining through, I was so so pleased. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so Hero's, uh, or not Hero, fucking, uh, Troa, the sad clown, um, he's getting some shit from the ringmaster about being there on time and not early, just like an asshole boss, but, uh, yep. Troa's with, uh, Catherine Bloom, I think, they, I think they oh, say her right, last name, eh? um, when, when he announces yeah. her. Um, as the knife throwing yeah. star, and he's essentially the target ish of of Catherine and her knife throwing, and uh, we get some some awesome, extremely anime ish uh, inner monologues and realizations <laughs> when she yeah dives deep into Troa's psyche to uh, <laughs> diagnose uh, his. I guess willingness or yearning to to die, right? Or at least just complete and utter absence of any kind of like fear. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is <clears throat> kind of reflected uh, previously with him like sticking his hand in the lion's cage, but right. Yeah, for some reason that like completely throws her off her game and. The, the, <laughs> Before she throws those final two knives at Troa, um, just that pose that she takes when she like puts her arm like across her body and getting ready to kind of like throw them, like you know <laughs> that 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 way. I don't know, just like that's always like stuck with me <laughs> from uh, watching it before, and just seems like yeah when she does let let those knives go, she. Blatantly has very little control over them. <laughs> I mean, still pretty good control, but like relatively speaking, right? But yeah, just kind of like hurls yeah, them. Well, like she's grunts, definitely, like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's definitely pretty rattled by her little like uh, experience there, where the background faded away and she like went into Troa's eyes there. So yeah, um, and then despite like um, she's like pretty like. Obviously, yeah, upset and like everything, and like she like I think she sees the blood like Troa bleeding, Troa, and she's like, "Oh, Troa," or something like. She's all like rattled and disturbed by this, like but then like Your the next time like she guy. sees Troa, she's. Whoops! I guess that was an insult. You'd look better out there if you smiled a bit. You're good looking, and I'm not just saying that. Oh my God! I haven't even apologized to you yet. Choa, I'm really sorry I hit you. I told you, Catherine. This is my job. Um, and maybe it's just like her like coping mechanism, 
but she's like very like kind of like goofy and like bumbling and kind of like joking with him and teasing him. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's a very awkward conversation she has with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a whole like string of like varying sentiments between like, oh yeah, you should smile more. Ha ha ha. Oh, I forgot to. Uh, I didn't even apologize. Uh, and yeah, it's just a very very weird like uh, stream of consciousness, yeah. I guess. Uh, so we transition back to the party. And, um, my gosh, these, these friends, um, I, I was, you know, in the last episode you were looking for that word that like would be like accurately a good word to like, and you weren't able to find it or remember it. They would like accurately like summarize their relationship to Relina. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the levels of devotion and obsession. I don't know if you ever... I woke up in the middle of the night and found that word you were looking for. Oof. Like, like, I mean, sure, like, it's understandable, like, you know, oh, yeah, you must be, like, sad after your dad getting assassinated. <laughs> but, yeah, then they get into the whole <laughs> part about, like, her dress and just, like, oh, you know, if you if you just use your imagination, she is wearing it. And then they all go into this, like, collective delusion it's like shared hallucination. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's funny because because this like takes me back to like uh, like fifth or sixth grade dances when like you're like you know awkwardly slow dancing with someone who's you know more likely just like a friend or acquaintance from class at that point, and right, of course right. just like break up the awkwardness um, that you just try to get into like a conversation about you know whatever <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't yeah. think of a more awkward conversation than, um... Hiro, I know too much about you. Are you still gonna kill me? Yeah. I, I have I have written here in my notes uh, a little bratty kid voice. Because <laughs> there's this pause and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> it, it sounds almost like, de- not de- like dejected or like reluctant kind of or just like a little petulant as well yeah it's just like yeah petulant yes petulant is like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can't say if my slow dances had conversations that awkward but pretty close again uh wife happened to be in the room for this part (laughs) and when after that yeah (laughs) She literally burst out laughing <laughs> and had to leave the room. <laughs> that is the correct response. <laughs> but oh shit, here comes Oz uh, on their way with their their uh, mobile suit carrier, which Hero identifies. Right. So they're so they're rolling in in this jet, and Un's on board under her orders from uh, from T Cushy, um, and yeah, she got five mobile suits. Which might not be enough, but, um, and their mission is pretty strictly to just straight up assassinate whatever 14 year old, however she old she is, Relina. Um, and, you know, to the extent of how like questionable upsetting this mission is, like even there's a bit of an exchange with one of the, uh, Oz Mm -hmm. pilots. It's like, this is pretty fucked up. Um, and I got to ask you at this point, uh, Brendan, 
just supposing um hero had departed with his gundam by chance like eight hours earlier um how exactly would this scene or mission have gone down uh how do you picture that happening i assume the entire campus would have been demolished (laughs) including everybody on it uh (laughs) it was not a very targeted um assassination attempt Right. So, and also, I guess they would have to, they say something about, like, they'd be able to blame it on terrorists again. I think at some point they kind of mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, probably, I'm guessing you're probably right that it would have been kind of just an indiscriminate, you know, it would probably be a little too suspicious if, like... Uh, the Aries just kind of like landed outside, <laughs> and you see his like his like little face like peeking in the windows, and he just like sees Relina and just like pew pew pew, you know, I don't know, shoots her or like reach or even worse, like reaches in with his hand and just like you know crushes her. Oh. You know? Probably just uh, you know that the whole like no witnesses philosophy. It's going to be a lot easier to you know blame it on someone else if there's you know no one who actually saw. The Oz mobile suits and yeah, because you know, then you'd have to have a whole crater. convoluted story of oh yeah, some terrorists uh, stole a uh, bunch of mobile suits and then decided to attack, <laughs> as opposed to just like you know if they took everyone out, then yeah, the terrorists just blew up the area. Right. Um, Let's acknowledge at this point that uh, Kushranada and Lady Un were um, fully aware that they were um, targeting for assassination a young, innocent child and um, also going to deliberately or just as a um, acceptable collateral uh, or, you know, side effect, um, murder hundreds of children <laughs> at a school. Warren, you're not afraid to say the words Islamic terrorism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to call it what it is. Okay, <laughs> so, right though. I mean, if this is if we're, if we're judging these characters, um, whatever else they may be, they are willing to uh, commit like murder of um, numerous innocents for their goals. Yeah, and, and to to your point, kind of last episode too. I was kind of thinking. Um, Later on, kind of skipping ahead a little bit, uh, Trace calls off the attack eventually, um, and Lady Un kind of, uh, kind of ob- objects, and um, which kind of paints her in a more f- negative, um, you know, evil quote unquote uh, picture. But you know, right. don't <laughs> you know? Don't forget that like Trace was the one who. Like, pretty much sanctioned this hit <laughs> to begin with. And the only reason he's pulling it back is, like, as a favor to Zex. So I, I kind of, like, had to re- yeah, remind I mean, myself a little bit, too, that, like, that, yeah, she kind of wants to yeah. you know, still go ahead with it. But, yeah, Trace isn't, <laughs> by far, is not any better of a person character. Oh, uh, he, he's, he, he's arguably worse, although we won't get into quantifying that, I think. But uh, after all, Un is. "Quote unquote," just following orders, Brendan. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> 
so Oz, Oz comes in, attacks. Uh, we see we see some of Reluna's followers kind of uh, get blasted into the air in a pretty comical effect. I mean, despite how like serious ish our discussion was before. Yeah, they kind of did like a explosion jump sort of thing, like. <laughs> but they are totally fine. Um, before we get too deep into into the party night catastrophe, um, we get another <laughs> cut back to some Gundam pilot montages, and uh, oh, we do not not too much to speak of. At least on my side, but we get Catra doing some recon. Looks like he's like plotting out some of the different attacks that have happened in the past. Uh, I don't know what timeline the timeline is for this whole thing. Past week, I guess maybe. Right. Yeah. That's. But um, speaking of timelines, which it's always hard to like get these like you know yeah how much time has gone by whatever, but we can't. We do have a timeline ish because um one of the kids like comments. What? Hiro's moving to another school, but he hasn't even been here for a month yet. So, obviously, he would have enrolled in the school, like, maybe a day or two after, at the most. He came, he, you know, fell to earth, <laughs> so to speak. And, uh, so there you go. It's yeah, been, like, point. you know, a couple weeks since the start of the series. Yeah, okay. Good, good, good uh, deducing there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Catcher's pretty uh, excited yeah, about so- the... The thought and possibility of more Troa friends, more friend Troas. Oh yeah, it's more. Is it, wait, I can. It's gonna be more Troas. Do you think in his head he pictures that like <laughs> there's gonna be three more people who are just like Troa? <laughs> it's like looking act exactly like it. Just maybe a different color uh, sweatshirt. Uh, <laughs> we 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 uh, transition to the next scene through this audio clip. Man, this is good stuff. Nothing like a good cup of joe after a long day's haul. You got that right. <laughs> I I swear I thought that was Duo talking um, when that, when I heard that voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nope, it wasn't. Uh, some did... other, some other. I guess like everybody on that ship's just like kind of like a surfer bro. Uh. Yeah, right. It's it's <laughs> yeah. They're like just like young Howards, basically. <laughs> Howards um, in the making. And uh. Howard's in the making. It'd be fun. Actually, if you can in your editing, if you could play um knife guy and uh cup of joe guy like back to back just to compare their voices. Man, this is good stuff. Nothing like a good cup of joe after a long day's haul. I'm suspicious that they do sound like a little enthusiastic because like you know like some surfer bros who are like hanging out with howard are the same type of personalities who would be excited about that night we also get we get a um something that you probably never felt was that necessary to see but you got it um while they're admiring the night sky we get a uh, bird's eye view of howard that oh that I don't that that view is uh is is something. <laughs> um and if we, and and I just realized that now is he wearing his sunglasses while staring at the night sky? Uh yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I don't think we ever see him without sunglasses. 
And <laughs> from the colony, the moon's just too close. It almost looks like a graveyard. Yeah, a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, they, look, <laughs> Howard, just, you know, uh, just like we discussed in the last episode, uh, uh, gas, grass, or ass, emphasis on grass, like, you know, <laughs> the cup of joe is not the only thing that Howard and his bros are enjoying on that barge. <laughs> and, and having that covered, we're back to the party. Back to party night. Yeah, back to the party night of heroes fucking up some shit. We get a pretty upsetting shot of a hero taking out a Leo with his beam sword. And you see, like, the beam sword actually right. coming into the cockpit and just, like, obliterating the guy. <laughs> like, I was right. kind of taken aback when I saw it. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's uh, not a well, pleasant way to go. I think the thing is, too, like, you don't just see, like, there's plenty of scenes in this series. Like, we're gonna see, you're going to see so many mobile suits getting blown up and destroyed over the course of this series. And the vast majority of them, you just, you know, see, like, a faceless mobile suit just blowing up. It might as well be, like, a little robot or some a piece of equipment <laughs> <laughs> that we're relying on too much. But I kind of like it. It reminds me of, like, James Bond or, like, some of those other movies where, like, when the villain finally gets his comeuppance, even if he does, like, die in a car crash or a plane crash, they have to show that last shot of his face, like, screaming. We do. I, I think the scene in general does have some pretty pretty good animation, kind of like what I alluded to at the beginning of the episode. Um, like, there's a pretty cool shot of Hero's uh, Gundam kind of flying backwards away from the fight. And, um, yes. yeah, this is a pretty good job of stick, staying away from a lot of the stock animation. Um, there is, though, uh, one of a very, um, you know, very deep and, uh, tactical observation made by one of the Oz pilots. I don't believe it. His suit is far more mobile than our suits could ever hope to be. You know, his mobile suit is more mobile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. And that quote was followed by a very confusing statement by Hero when he says, It's too heavy, fool! It's a fucking Ares. It flies. Like, what? <laughs> Weren't they, like, trying to fly away or something? Like, they were, like, I, trying to escape I thought or something? maybe, like, they and picked they, yeah. up, like, a gun. Like, they picked up, like, one of the Leo's guns or something and, like, kind of rewound to, like, see if I could figure out what the fuck Kira was talking about. But no, they were just, like, trying to, like, uh, I think they were trying to increase their altitude and, you know, get away from Hero a little bit. And, like... If anything's not too heavy or equipped to, you know, do those that sort of, you know, motion or movement, I would think it would be the fucking Ares, which is a flying type mobile suit. Right, because he was just, it's funny because that Ares pilot was just like, kind of awkwardly like standing there because there's a long time while we have, I mean, I'll let you dive into this little exchange between Berlina and Hero, but needless to say, it goes on for a while, and while all this is happening, like, the Ares is just kind of awkwardly standing there, like, kind of, like, shooting at Hero's back a little bit, kind of taking a break, and, like, what's going on? And shooting him again, and, uh, <laughs> just, like, 
apparently nothing is happening. His shots are doing nothing. Yeah, I think that's like, just, just like, completely bouncing off the Gundanium. Yeah, that just kind of further um, just shows how overpowered <laughs> these Gundams are compared to everything else. Right, just like right. Point blank, yeah. just like firing at this defenseless uh, mobile suit just in the back and like, doing absolutely nothing. Um, right, but. Yeah, so so one of like the stray shots of the Ares hits the building, and <clears throat> a bunch of rubble starts to collapse, and uh, Hero actually reaches out his shielded arm, and essentially saves Relina, <clears throat> saves Relina from some of the falling rubble with his shield. Right, and then we and speaking of uh, um, good, you know, cool animation um uh certainly i would have thought it was pretty dang sweet when i was 15 um when uh you know hero spins around and stabs his shield right into the face of Ares, and there's like sort of a slow-mo close-up of like you know pieces and debris like shattering off the face before it explodes see, so it was pretty is cool. there like an Ares eyeball that comes out i feel like <laughs> I, there may be, there may be, yeah, yeah, or some something that's at least supposed to like kind of represent that. But yeah, that was a that was a pretty, pretty sweet shot. Um, yeah, it was. And then credit where credit is due. And then speaking of potential upsetting deaths, um, <laughs> afterwards, hero like turns back around, and um, uh, really is like, hey, I know it's you, like. Yo, yo, hero, what's up? And uh, he, like, stabs his shield in her general direction, only to, like, you know, miss her by, you know, a few feet or something. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, hero does not kill Relina. And um, despite, despite uh, you know, his best attempts... And then somehow does not kill her with his afterburners as he shoots back up into the sky. Um, but yeah, he, he ends up right. uh, leaving the situation, leaving the the school. Um, and then we get into the scene again that we kind of talked about before with um, uh, Trey's ending the mission. Pretty much we find out it's due to, as a... He's, he's ending the mission after... I mean, a little late, I would say, at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it's mostly due to a as a favor to Zex, um, and right via Noin. So, yeah, you know, and, uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe you could argue that like the specific language, and she's not that aware of what's going on. But basically, Noin is aware that like her Oz organization, which she's so devoted to, was. Um, going to assassinate a civilian and was like fine with it question mark um and just so uh you know just as long as it didn't upset uh zex so there's that these people are pretty uh i don't know i don't know pretty pretty it's raising some questions here mm-hmm yeah <laughs> yeah i think any kind of like ambiguity we might have had at the beginning of the series about Oz and where it fell in line morally has a uh, has been has been answered in these past couple episodes. Um, right, 
Definitely. But yeah, I think that yeah that takes us to the end of the episode. Um, do you wanna do you wanna take us out, Warren? I'm ready to take us out. So uh, please uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes or the other uh, podcast service of your choosing, and drop us a line at uh, fundamwingcast at gmail.com we're also on twitter at fundamwingcast uh we always would love to hear from you any reaction anything you have to say good or bad whatever drop us a line and we'll see you next time later that's enough mueller oh, yeah. oh, yeah.